So I, hi, um, I have not posted anything, any story for a very, very long time, but I do, I do have an excuse and it's not, uh, it's not a, like a, a nice one, but, or a good one, but it is factual and, uh, it's got a couple parts to it, but the, the primary part is that it's the, the fault, uh, almost entirely of my dog. It's, Probably it's probably ten percent my fault from anxiety and apathy and procrastination and lateness, but the rest is um, the rest is solely my dog, and I will explain. So, what you first have to know and realize and believe is that I have hyperosmia, which is essentially a super sense of smelling, um, and it means I have more olfactory neuron things that connect to things and I can smell to to amazing levels and it does me no good at all I didn't venture into any sort of profession like wine or perfume or poison detection where it would do me or humanity any good um basically if you like I always know who farted and and what they ate Okay, so there's that, that, and that's a fact. And then about 10 years ago when I had my son, um, my sense of smell dramatically increased and then just sort of never and never went back to, to normal, which was already accelerated. So about four years ago, my family and I got this dog named Hugo. I'd like to say he was named after... Victor Hugo, the great um, French romantic poet, novelist, and playwright, but he's named after Hugo from Bob's Burgers, the restaurant inspector, because their faces are exactly the same. And Hugo is uh, is a lemon. He fooled us at the Humane Society and, and was a, a darling little chihuahua mix. He hopped on laps and he was all soft in the face and body and he was loving and he'd do little turnarounds and just, he was absolutely take me home and love me sweet. And we got him home and instantly it was like, <laughs> oh, you suckers. And he's just, he's a terrible boy. He's a terrible dog. He's a bitter disappointment. And he gets better bit by bit. He's not he's not as horrible as he was, but he's still, we, we give him so much love and we adore him and he does not care. He is mostly horrible with family. Like I said, he's getting better. He's getting better. He's getting better, but it's very, very slow going. He's horrible with all strangers. He's horrible with bicyclists and children and other dogs and all other animals and he's embarrassing, and he's the worst. He's he's trained. He's well trained, and he knows exactly how to ask to go outside, and he often does. And we'll take him outside, and we'll take him for a walk. But he's a small dog, and he has a tiny little bladder. And sometimes he just on his own will decide he he doesn't want to go outside to pee. He will instead find a remote corner of the house where he can be hidden and he'll just pee there. And, um, because of my smeller, I 
as soon as I walk in the front door, I can tell if it's happened anywhere, anywhere in the house. And I'll a lot of times have to put my nose to the carpet and just sort of scoot around on my hands and knees that way, like, um, like a bloodhound to locate it. He likes out of the way little corners. It's, you know, maybe a remnant from his, his life on the streets. No one knows. So the room where I record, where all our equipment is set up and the computer is set up is essentially just, it's a horrible place to record. It's basically a porch. It's almost all windows. And it has two French doors that will shut. And it's got horrible sound quality. And you can hear all sorts of street noise. But it also has this really big inherited desk that has... Um, of course, underneath it, the little, like this little sort of cutout area where you can put your legs, where the, you push in the chair or your legs go. And in, in the last like six months, Hugo has decided that that is his favorite, favorite place in the house to pee. And he likes it when the, when there's almost no space, the chair is pushed in and he just he cramps himself in there and he pees. And there's no need to email me about any sort of products. We have, tr I have been through all products. I have tried every cleaning product there is and every odor removal pro product there is. Right now we're on a combination of straight undiluted eucalyptus oil and angry orange. Uh, and you scrub and scrub and scrub and scrub, but it's still like the, that it just seems to encourage him more. So, about a month ago, we decided, well, this is where he pees. We'll just make this off limits and we'll close the French doors and we'll just, we'll just leave it. And hopefully he'll learn that that place is not accessible to him. So we, we clean and clean and clean. And then we shut those doors and the room was, was off base and closed up and sealed. And if you've ever, if you've ever wondered, can you, can you save a fart in a jar? The answer is you can. My friends and I tried it as an experiment. You can take a, a cleaned, emptied out baby food jar, probably any kind of jar, but the baby food jar, and just hold it over and then you, and fart and really quick put the lid on. If you do that, the, the fart will stay in that jar, but it won't just stay. It will also, if you leave it a couple days or longer, it will sort of, in, in some sort of what I imagine to be like, physics, nuclear science reaction, it will sort of compound upon itself. And the original fart that you saved will become a super fart. The smelling of which can, can knock a person out. Um, and this is, this is a tried and true experiment. So this room of recording, which is which is primarily all windows and which is sort of small and which was sealed up tight. Any vestige, I think I hope that's the word, any little tiny residual bit of dog pee. I'm talking about you. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. And all will know it's a bad boy. It's a bad boy just sort of multiply on top of it, it, itself. And when the doors were finally opened, you, it, it was the pee 
it's not ima- imagine the worst the grossest club or seedy bar and the the most funked up urinal never cleaned odor and it was it was it was just like that it was like the old commercial where the guy sits in the chair and he's watching tv or listening to a serial and the the force of the power of the sound or the music or the awesomeness like drives the chair back and his hair is all back it was like that opening those french doors was like that the smell was absolutely godforsaken and and not of and not of this earthly plane um so since then we've been we've been scrubbing rug uh and cleaning and uh and dripping essential oils and pouring angry orange around the perimeters of the desk it seems to me like that's all I do. That's all that's all I've done for about the past month. But just tonight is when I will say it became just barely bearable to uh, to sit at the desk and um, to not breathe just through the mouth and to try to start recording. Thank you for your understanding.